Don't clown on me for this. U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings? Yes. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Why are you laughing, Matt? Just tell me I'm wrong. That's the number one answer. Is that really? Yeah, it's actually number one. What? Yeah, U.S. Bank Stadium. Welcome, everybody. Win is a win podcast. This is episode 32, pretty sure, of the podcast. I am myself, Sam Cookie. I'm joined with Maddie B and H Double. As always, say what's up. Hello, hello. What's up, everybody? I like the uh, I like the Longhorn, the the U horns. I think that's what they call it. Oh no! If you want me to do the the what's it the Texas one that is isn't it this? I I think so. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not a I'm not a Texas fan, but it just reminded me. But yeah, and if you want to know, oh yeah, 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 they say hook them like, too. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, I'm doing the, the I'm doing the um Richard Nixon, you know, the double piece. Side. Oh yeah, that's true, Richard Nixon. But, uh, yeah, this is episode thirty-two of a Win Is a Win podcast. Um, I think we've got a couple of spicy topics for today. I'm I think the boys and I are all pretty excited to jump right into it and share discussions. But I I wanted to ask, did you guys have any thoughts or opinions first before we go into the first topic? I would like to say that Sam defeated Matt in fantasy. And so, well, remember, I brought up last episode because you you two were, were obviously played each other. So right. one of you was going to have a win finally and join me in the win column, even though my team doesn't feel like it should have a win. Anyways, you join me in the win <laughs> column because we yeah, are a win is a win. True. And Charles? Matt might have to get kicked off low-key if he doesn't win in oh, fantasy because, yeah. like, we're about wins here, and if Matt doesn't have me, <laughs> doesn't really doesn't really fit the. Oh, you like that, Sam? Doesn't oh, really I do. Fit the, I do. Doesn't fit the vibe. So I wasn't I wasn't trying to gloat on Matt or anything and give him crap for it, but I like the theme of it. Usually, I don't, I don't think Charles is so much so, but I'm always the one that gets stomped on by Matt's fantasy team. So it kind of feels a little refreshing. But I have faith in Matt's team. He put about every player on the trade block today so oh he's ready to make some moves hey i mean statistically matt's gonna get one win we would hope at least so he i don't think he'll be getting kicked off the podcast anytime soon you're right you're right i don't know i thought maybe maybe i tank for um it was a tank for Caleb williams you know what i'm saying oh maybe in dynasty (laughs) in in dynasty that would work yeah you're oh hey matt's also owen two in that league Sorry, oh. <laughs> but Matt's actually legit winless so news. far. <laughs> Might have to tank for Caleb Williams. Um, Matt winless. My other league that I did with my friend, I drafted. I drafted this team for my friend. I will. Do you want me to tell you who I drafted? So it's his team, and you like helped him draft. So it, it's her team. Oh, but I okay. like, basically play all the people, and I like. Um, and I like do it, so I have. Um, Why does she have a team then? Um, because <laughs> she gets to win like a hundred or two hundred bucks. I, I was gonna say it's a it's, money pool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's the it's only for explanation her for her work. It's for yeah. her work. So I have. Um, 
Justin Fields as QB. I have Bijan Robinson and Josh Jacobs. I have uh, Tyreek Hill and Calvin Ridley. Mark Andrews, Javante Jets, and Justin Tucker. That was the starting this week, and uh, we lost because my bench decided to uh, blow up. Because on my bench, I had uh, Tyler Lockett with a cool 27 or 25. I had George Pickens with the cool 31. DeAndre Swift with the cool 27. Oh, my God. Michael Thomas with 13. <laughs> Jawan Johnson and then Adam Thielen with the cool 20. And Jared Goff with 23. So That's the bench terrible. outplayed stars. So there you go. That is the yeah. team. I'm sure the owner is happy with you right now. The what? If it's, I'm sure the owner is happy with you right now. Saying that you started the wrong people. Oh, she doesn't care. I was just like, um, I said I kind of started the wrong people this week. She goes, oh, that's okay. She was like, people at work told me that I have the, probably one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league, though. I said, well, considering our bench literally outscored our team, I was like, yeah, I think we're, I think we're okay. I won't. I also won't just let Matt take all the the slack this episode or for fantasy because I actually scored the lowest this week, so I really. But don't have true. much to go off of any either. So yeah, Matt and I are kind of together. Honestly, I mean, I can. I mean, your I team wasn't like much can, better, Sam. Yeah, yeah, I know. I could dish it out a little bit, but my team was the lowest scoring of a winning team. Because you scored what one? Like one sixteen. Oh, okay. And there was Charlie Brown, our other friend in the league. He scored, I think, like one thirty five. So I felt kind of embarrassed, but a win is a win, you know. Hey, we, hey a win play, is a win. Only play people who's on your schedule. So that is true. My yeah. my bench. Lucky for you, I was on your schedule this week because you're my right. team is just chunks right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was definitely lucky. I don't I didn't really want to give you crap because yeah, a few of your players did not play at all. But pretty much all of my players, except for like Mark Andrews, played so I didn't yeah. play. So you know. That's true. Hey, all I gotta no, say is, all yeah. I gotta say is, we're moving on next week. That's what me and yes, my sir. team. That's what me and my team's all about next week. On uh, <laughs> Cincinnati. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like a Bill Belichick quote, or, or on to Cincinnati. Like, speak. This is kind of maybe a little teaser of the next episode. It might be a little bit fantasy based. Just saying. Just want to point that out there. So yeah, yeah, for sure. A little I, spoiler. We're, we're all excited for it. Um, I think initially our plan might try to be to reach out to anyone in our league that wants to hang out and talk with us for next episode, but that's, that's all still in the works. So yeah. But um, outside of that, I guess we're going to jump into our first topic. I brought up to Charles and Matt a little bit that I wasn't hundred percent satisfied with the MLB talk last episode. I just crave baseball 24 seven so there's a couple other points I wanted to bring up. Um, there has actually been some big news that has happened in the past couple of days uh, since recording this episode. The so, playoffs? What was that? That the Cardinals went to playoffs? Oh, no, that's going to take at oh. least a year. Oh, okay. I'm not that, I'm, yeah, I'm not that high at it. But, uh, yeah, that actually uh, is a good transition, Matt, because one of the first things I wanted to bring up was – uh, yesterday, September 18th, Adam Wainwright, I won't say he's the GOAT, but our beloved Adam Wainwright, he finally reached 200 wins as a starting pitcher, 
which is awesome to see. He he is probably one of the worst. I mean, I I love the man, but he's probably been one of the worst starting pitchers in the whole league this year. He was really good like the year before and every year before that pretty much, but he has a nearly 8 ERA and he is a major league caliber starting pitcher. If he wasn't the age that he is right now and if he wasn't trying to get to that milestone, he would probably be in single A ball right now with how he with how well he's pitching. He's throwing like 80 mile per hour meatballs half the time. It's pretty bad. Like I think all three of us could go toe-to-toe with Adam Lane right now right now. I'm wow. I'm just saying. I'm just wow. saying. That's that's a bold that's, hot take. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a hot take, but I, I wanted to lift everyone up a little bit from our pitching stance. I've seen Matt, I I think you're pretty good. I've seen Charles pitch, and Charles has seen me pitch at least. I think we're both solid at least, you know. We can we can stand our ground. Yeah, we're we're solid against little leaguers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess no, I, I got you. We can like I mean we can get it to the plate. See me pitch or see me hit. I think he's saying pitching. Yeah. Oh. That's like I mean, we we can get to the plate, you know, we could maybe get a strike call if the batter doesn't swing, but yeah. I, in all honesty, though, this is actually – I know we like to give the Cardinals a hard time, and it's been a perfect year for that, but this is actually really cool for them. You know, they obviously had Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols last year, which was a really cool send-off for them, fun season. Obviously not a fun postseason. Another little jab at you. But, yeah, I it's really cool to, to see he's the 122nd pitcher – to get to 200 career wins. I looked that up and he's also the third in Cardinals history. So that's, that is, you know, something that's up there in the record books. And obviously it's been a tough season for you guys. And so, like you said, this is something that you can actually be excited for. They're going to have, you know, like festivities, the last series of the season at home for him and like have a farewell send off. And so that, at least that's a bright spot and a dim season for you guys. And it's really cool because Adam Wainwright, I've known that name since, you know, I was in like fifth grade, whenever. Like, I just, when you think, especially because, you know, that the 2011 team and all, you still remember the name Adam Wainwright. And so it shows, you know, he's been loyal to the Cardinals and he's been a model of consistency for them. He's been able to, you know, pitch as long as he has. It, it is really cool and I'm happy for him. And I will say I'm happy for the Cardinals. It's It's really cool to see. So congratulations to him. That is actually a really, really big achievement. Yeah. All all flowers for me, man. I got nothing negative to say about that. Do these 200 wins include postseason as well? No, I'm pretty sure these only – It's just regular season, right? 200 regular season wins, yeah. Okay. Do you – Sam, do you know the two other pitchers in Cardinals history who've gotten 200? Oh, goodness. Um, You should have won. Even I know this name. Bob Gibson is one, yeah. I just saw this stat though, like a couple of hours ago. I'm pretty sure it's like it's like Rob Healy or something like that. He has like 202 wins or something. That is incorrect according to the article I'm looking at. Oh no. It is Jesse Haynes. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I've I mean, actually never really heard of that name. I've, you, I'm probably you have yeah. Sam. I'm assuming. Yeah, no, I've never. I've only heard of Bob Gibson, but I think everyone has because he was yeah. a pretty good pitcher. So, yeah. but 
I do have to say, as much as we do clown on the Cardinals a little bit, because it's fun to just kind of mess with Sam, it is a pretty cool milestone and mile mark. I mean, some teams don't even have that. I mean, granted, the Diamondbacks haven't been around for very long, but I don't think we have a 200-win pitcher in our history because um, I don't think you'd count Randy Johnson just because he had time with the Mariners and the Diamondbacks because um, I'm pretty sure he had 200 wins. Um, but only 122 pitchers have gotten 200 wins in the major leagues, and that's what over – 100 years plus of baseball you know so that's like you know if you did the math right that'd be like one every year you know which hey that's pretty insane you know because how many major leaguers right how many baseball players are from single a to major leagues you know and just making to the major leagues and being around for you know three or four years is pretty impressive but to be around for as long as wainwright has and as many wins you know Super impressive, and like Charles said, just give him the flowers and stuff because that, that's really cool, really special. So mm-hmm. it's good that that – I think it's good that this happened during a down year for the Cardinals because at least they can celebrate, you know, something cool and something fun, you know, rather than, all oh, this season was a waste. It's like, oh, no, like, Wainwright, like, he did this and that, you know. So I'm, I'm happy that he got that milestone yesterday. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um I was joking with the boys earlier before we started the podcast that this is the only bright spot in the Cardinals season this year. And I mean, I'm not really joking about it. I'm not, there's not really a whole lot to celebrate about outside of that happening. Sure. We have a lot of like really bright up and coming rookies coming up, but other than that, there's not much else to celebrate, at least for this year. Last year was obviously a really big splash with a goodbye tour from Pujols and Yachty, which was amazing. Originally, a lot of people were saying like, oh, Wayno should have just gone along with them. But he was, I mean, he was really close to this 200 win mark. And obviously he wanted to play this last final season to try to reach it. So it's just more extra amazing in that part, just because he, he fought all year. He, I mean, he obviously knows he hasn't played the greatest this year either, but at least being able to see him tough it out and finally get to that 200 mark is pretty cool to see and on probably the second to last start of his career too which is pretty cool to see as like a photo finish also seven strong innings shut out yeah i know good way to good win to get on too so he pitched pretty well too it was actually yeah it was actually really impressive because i was watching most of the game and uh he actually shut out the brewers the NL Central leading Brewers, they're they're supposed to have a pretty decent offense. So, I mean, Adam Wainwright, he clutched up. He pitched seven scoreless innings, so I'm happy for him. Right. Is it time for the race stadium? The other little baseball nugget? Yeah, sure. They play? Uh, yeah. We can talk about it for a little bit. Uh, I just personally thought this was pretty interesting seeing about it. Uh, so I was pretty bored at work. And whenever I'm bored at work, I just try to look up different articles. And the big article that popped up this morning was that the Rays, they finally uh, signed a deal with the city of Tampa to, I believe, gain land to build a brand new Rays stadium. And I thought it was pretty interesting because that was a long time coming for the team. They've been talking about getting a new stadium for at least three, four years Obviously, there's the worst in the league, 
And I would be, I'm pretty happy for their fans right now too, because I know a lot were kind of frustrated with the team in the city because there were legitimate negotiations about moving the team to like Montreal or Vancouver or Nashville or some other place like that. And that would just be really disappointing a la the A's, but no, I'm really happy that they got, they finally got a new stadium deal and it's going to be really exciting to see. So do you guys have any thoughts on it? I just know that their stadium now is, you know, by most baseball fans, the uh, deemed as the worst. And so good for them. I'm excited to see what it looks like. I always enjoy new stadiums because, you know, we're getting more innovative and creative with buildings and we have technology and better tools and all that stuff to make these. So I'm excited to see what it'll look like. Uh, it says it'll be open in 2028. This is the expected year. So obviously five years away, we got to wait, but I'll be excited to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty excited for them. Glad they didn't move. Um, and nice that they're putting back into their team, you know, um, they've been good for a couple of years now. So that's pretty exciting. And Tropicana field isn't the best, you know, so I'm pretty excited for them. I think it'll be great. And I think that just speaks to how good they've been the past couple of years, you know, that, Hey, we see it, we get it. So let's make you guys have a new stadium. So I think it's pretty dope. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think we're going to, yeah. Things. So we, this is kind of more of our NFL centered episodes. As we had said, these episodes will be released on Thursdays. We're going to recap the previous week from the NFL and any major headlines. And we did the over and underachievers last week. And we talked about, it and we said this was a really good topic because it helps bring a wide discussion of topic in the NFL because we're all going to pick different over and under achievers. So it covers a lot of areas from what happened in the week. And so you can expect that to be probably a weekly segment when we talk about football and even with other sports, we're going to probably implement it because it is a really good way to, to get out and talk about a wide variety of what had happened. So we're going to get into our over and under achievers from week two, which has wrapped up. Does who wants to, who wants to start with a, let's go with an underachiever first. Who wants to, who wants to kick us off, Matt? All right, go for it. Give us your yeah. underachiever from week two. I have two. Um, oh, bonus bonus points, huh? Yeah, but I'm only going to do one. I'm going to do an honorable mention. Honorable mention for underachiever, I would have to say, is um, the Browns this week. Um, I mean, after playing so against the Bengals, you kind of lay a goose egg against the Steelers. And I don't know if anyone else has – has them as their underachiever, so we can talk about that later. If not, we can come back. Um, but that's my honorable mention. My, my underachiever of the week, and this isn't because um, – and this is an underachiever who actually won. Okay, so this is an underachiever who won. I like that. Good one. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Chiefs, not because I like to meme on Sam, but I really do think they did underachieve. Um, granted, they were playing the Jags, and obviously the Jags are probably one of the better teams in the AFC. Um, but you get Travis Kelsey back. You get, you get Chris Jones back. But I didn't really like what I saw from them. Uh, the score ended up being 17-9. to 9. 
Um, I think the Jags could have put up more points. Um, they were just kind of making some dumb, stupid mistakes. Um, but, I mean, when I look at, like, a Chiefs offense, I think this is something we've gotten accustomed to. Um, and this – it kind of makes me feel like – it kind of makes me feel like, you know how, like, that one year – it was the last year Brady was in New England and they lost to the Titans in the playoffs. It feels like that is, like, kind of what the Chiefs are doing right now. Like, they're barely getting by. They're scoring enough points to win, but it doesn't make you, like, oh, man, like, these are definitely the, t- the team to beat. You know, like, to me, it was like, eh, you know. So, scoring 17 points, I think, for that offense is kind of bad. Because um, I don't think the Jags really had, like, they're not, like, the best defense in the world, you know. Um, obviously, it does help Dr. Travis Kelsey back. And you can see Patrick Mahomes went back to Travis Kelsey. And it was good to see Kadaris Tony um, getting back into it um, and catching some passes and everything. But I was just kind of watching and following the game, and, like, it was just like, man, this is just, like, I usually do like watching the Chiefs for their offense, you know. Granted, I don't like the Chiefs, but I like their offense. But it was really a struggle to watch, and I felt like you have all this momentum coming back. You, you know, you did lose a game against the Lions, but you can't – you have Chris Jones now, you have Travis Kelsey, a lot of hype. And then, like, you leave it late till the fourth quarter – finally get your 17th point and it's like, Oh yeah, we won 17 to nine. And so, so for me for this week, that's kind of my underachiever of the week. Um, not because they didn't win because obviously they won just looking around the other leagues. Like there were other teams that I thought were way more impressive um, that did better with what they had. So for me, it's the chiefs this week. Did you want to go, Sam? I, I thought I would expect a quick response from you. <laughs> no, I mean, no, Matt's right. I was a little disappointed. Obviously, I followed the game pretty closely, too. And the offense looked not like the Chiefs at all, pretty much throughout the whole game. Mahomes, he threw a pretty, a pretty like, honest pick. I mean, that was on him. And, yeah, it, they just didn't look like how the Chiefs usually do. Um Hopefully, I'm just talking it off as the Chiefs are still trying to figure out the offense, and Travis Kelsey wasn't really fully healed from his injury. But I don't know if I can really excuse that kind of a performance. Hopefully, the Jags team is better than we think they are. I mean, they did finish off pretty well last season, even though they got stopped by us in the divisional round. But that's besides the point. But, yeah, hopefully, I'm really hoping the Chiefs do a little bit better performance next week. They kind of played a little lackluster last week, too. So they we haven't really even seen the, a good game from him this season to start. But I'm hoping that changes next week, at least. I'm glad that we got, I'm glad that we got the dub, at least. And we could just move on from that. But hopefully they do improve a little bit next week. I I would I think it's yeah the Chiefs offense was the underachiever I actually think their defense was no their defense did really well I'm just yes. saying, you know like I would say yeah I would say overall because of that it evens out so it wouldn't be an underachiever I would just consider the offense an underachiever I thought the defense was actually maybe an overachiever because they they did a really good job holding the Jags when the Jags had yeah. good field position you know, from like uh, one of the turnovers and, and stuff like that, special teams. So, yeah, I, I'm not really worried, though. 
about the Chiefs. I I don't think you are, Sam, because it's you have Mahomes. It'll work out. We everyone thought that they weren't going to be that great last year after losing Tyree Kill, won the Super Bowl. So, but yeah, for this week uh, it was a little strange, especially when it was like three to zero for the longest time. I didn't actually watch the game. I was watching other games, but it was like three zero until almost halftime, and I was like, "What's happening in this game?" So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, those are my initial thoughts too. But um, yeah, uh, giving my personal underperformer of the week, uh, I would go strictly from one player. I was pretty, I mean, mm. this is gonna sound mean, but I was pretty almost disgusted by how he played. It was pretty terrible. Oh boy, like, I I mainly saw highlights. So I'm talking about Justin Fields. He played horribly, honestly. The the score doesn't do justice. I mean, they only lost by 10 points to the Buccaneers. First off, though, I don't think the Buccaneers, I still think they're a fluke team. I don't know how they're winning these closer games. They definitely did not deserve to win this week, though. I mean, Justin Fields had a horrible stat line for this week, too. It, it was just bad. Like, anytime. So anytime I was watching like footage of the game happening and Justin Fields would drop back to the pass, he would always make a horrible decision. Like he would always try to scramble and just gain a few yards whenever he probably shouldn't have. He was always just keeping the ball to himself whenever he should have just thrown it to open receivers that he had. I mean, you can't really excuse this now. I mean, the team had the worst record in the league last season and people were talking that up and it's like, oh, Justin Fields has improved week after week, and he'll just play even better this year. But he's played terribly. Like, he played still pretty awfully week one, and he played even worse this last week, too. So I don't think there's any bright end of the tunnel for Justin Fields. He really needs to work on his game. I know I'm being a little bit harsh, but I was not impressed at all by the man sounds like you're flipping a little bit from i remember our in-person episode when i asked about the bears you were pretty high on justin fields you and matt going into the season it's still early yeah i I still had questions and i still think and i think obviously that that's valid right now because you the you bring up a a really good point because i saw a video too about some of the plays where he decided to escape the pocket or attempt to escape the pocket where he had open receivers and you could see it, and it just you wonder like, how is he not seeing this? It, it is a, it's a concern because there are a lot of there's been a lot of plays where guys are open. You you know even if it's a third and short, you make the you know the smart play to get the first down, and he's not seeing that because it showed like four or five plays of easy conversions or what would be pretty easy that he didn't make because he decided to go somewhere else or decided to to try and run with it. And now I think, obviously, he exploded near the end of last year with his legs. I think teams now, obviously, they've had more time to to study that and they understand that aspect. So now they have a more of an idea of how to shut it down to make him throw more, make him stay in the pocket. And as you can see, it's not going great for him. I still believe that he can be a starting quarterback, but I really – there's a lot – it's kind of like Zach Wilson, too. There's just the the mental side, like up, you know, the mental side. There's just some things, some mental mistakes he's making or plays he's not making that I you just don't. It just scares you, and so yeah, it's it has not been an ideal start. I I named the Bears as my under uh, or underachiever last week because I really did think that they would perform better 
and I thought Justin Fields would perform better, and he's performed worse. So it is definitely not what you want to see. But it's it's early, so you can you can still get in the rhythm. But it's it's obviously not a good start at all. Yeah, um, I think part of the initial hype that came with me praising him so high on our in person episode was just more because of that big splash that they made during the draft where they gave up. They they tried to move up in exchange for well they they moved down actually in exchange for DJ Moore. DJ Moore is an amazing player, but he's done next to nothing so far with the Bears. And historically, they're terribly they they perform terribly for like passing in the passing game. So obviously, it's yet to see, but he looks not great two weeks in. So yeah. My my underachiever of the week. I've had a tough time. There's been a few. You guys have mentioned some good ones. I think I'm gonna go though with I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I think and and Justin Herbert specifically because when I look, obviously I, the Titans I think are one of those underrated teams. I know they obviously were not great against the Saints, but the Saints are tough. But the Titans are always one of those teams you kind of don't think are that good, but they end up being a tough opponent but when I was looking at the breakdown of the game I know Justin Herbert led them to a game tying field goal but before that it was two straight punts and then they got the ball in overtime and it was a three and out and I know you you know it's not all Justin Herbert you can say that you know it's the, the whole team or and all but he's been in this league a few years now and he's gotten a lot of high praise but you you got to win games like that. You got to make drives. You can't win the toss in overtime and go three and out and be called an elite quarterback. I personally think Justin Herbert is overrated because there's been too many instances of games like this that he cannot seem to win. And I'm not saying that he can't, you know, not win like in the future. But so far as track record, he's lost a way more of those and he's won in those close games and he doesn't seem to leave lead clutch drives when need be. Obviously you saw the wild card game last year, couldn't convert when they needed it and they ended up blowing that lead. And so I'm disappointed in, in Justin Herbert and, and the Chargers who are 0-2 now. And it seems a lot of people are really high on them, expect them to compete with the Chiefs in the AFC West. They had the last couple of years. They haven't been able to. And so far it doesn't look like they're going to this year if they're playing like this, if they're still, you know, losing games like that, like they are. And the Dolphins one, you know, you can argue, obviously, Tua and the offense was great, and their offense was great. But in this game, they, they got to win that one. They got to beat the Titans. They just, just got to win that game. And so that's mm-hmm. my underachiever of the week. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, the Chargers are definitely the most underperforming team, I think, in the league outside of the Bengals. I mean, you can chalk most of that off to just Joe Burrow not being how he usually is. But, Charles, you made a good point, though. Justin Herbert is what, probably one of the most unclutched quarterbacks in the league. I don't know if I would say he's he's overhyped yet, but he definitely has a lot of talent that he's letting it go to waste just because he can't finish up games and get wins. There is too many games to count at this point to where he's just been incredibly unclutched and not even as uh, as just one player himself losing the whole game by himself. But 
I mean, there's no leadership skills I'm seeing. There's nothing like that happening. I mean, bold a little bit, I know. But, I mean, anytime I think of Justin Herbert and the Chargers, I always go back to last year, and they blew that giant playoff lead with against the Jags. And, yeah, just a sour taste. I mean, I can't be too dissatisfied with Justin Herbert and the Chargers just because they've always been a competitor against the Chiefs in the division. But it's depressing to see. Matt, you've been quiet for a bit. You got any thoughts? I mean, I think it's disappointing because we had higher. We thought of them higher, but I mean, you lose a two-point game to the Dolphins, which why you're playing man coverage against Tyreek Hill, I don't understand it. I don't know. Um, So there's that. But then you lose the Titans, which I don't think they should have. So I can see why they're underperforming. However, if I don't just say which 0-2 team still has a chance, I would probably say at this point it's them or the Bengals have a chance to crawl out. But yeah, I can definitely see as they're underachieving. I mean, I agree with pretty much what you and Sam said. So. And even just real quick, the Dolphins game, when they go down two and you can win with a field goal, they go five plays and turn it over on downs and don't really make any progress. And again, it's like you expect someone like a Justin Herbert to lead you on a game winning field goal drive. You just you, you really do expect that. And that's just something he hasn't been delivering on. So, yeah. Yep. Well, let's, let's let's get to the positives of the week. The overachievers. Oh yeah, and I, I I will go first. I will get us started on the overachiever trend. There were a lot of a lot of teams and players to pick from some some good ones, but I'm I'm sticking with the the home team. I'm going with the the Baltimore Ravens as my oh, overachiever. No. <laughs> now, yes, you can say Joe Burrow isn't right, and I agree with you. He's not. The Bengals aren't right. But this is still a division game on the road. And I my my comment why they're the overachievers. We had six key starters out. Obviously, JK's done for the year. Tyler Lindenbaum starting center out. Ronnie Stanley, one of the best left tech left tackles, he's out. Marlon Humphrey, our best corners out. Marcus Williams, our probably our best safety, he's out. That's six total guys right there. And we came into Cincinnati and pulled out a win, which was Really, really nice because Lamar played so much better than week one. Week one, he was sloppy. He was almost an underachiever for me last week. This week was definitely not the case. He performed like the Lamar I know he he can be. And to go in and get that win is really important, especially now because obviously the Bengals are 0-2, 0-2 in the division, and the Browns just lost to the Steelers, which was big. That gives us a little bit of a, a leap early in the division. And so I, I was just really impressed with the with the win. We I got our ground game going. Our defense really played hard with a bunch of with our two best guys in the uh, back end out. So I'm gonna give it to the to the Ravens. I know, shocking, yeah, huh? Pretty excited about that one too. I mean, it was, I was I was hyped. It was a really good win. I was really I wasn't too sure. And obviously, we gave up a punt return touchdown, which they threw a flag and then pulled it off. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what happened, but that was, I mean, obviously Joe, Joe Burrow scored two touchdowns, but it was kind of more later in the game. But like, besides that punt return, we had really been shutting them down. 
And so, yeah. yeah. Credit to the, definitely credit to the Ravens where credit is due. Um, I was definitely, I, I can't, I could not say I was a believer as much as Charles was. He was hyping the game up pretty well. And I mean, it makes sense. It's a pretty big divisional game against the Bengals on the road too. But yeah, no, I, the team looked pretty good from what I saw, at least. Charles obviously got a lot more insight than I did. Omar looked pretty good. I, I won't lie. Um, it's kind of sad to see OBJ. He got. Oh, I yeah. I, he got hurt in, in the, like, the second quarter. Thank you. Yeah. Another injury. Too many. Yeah, I know. Another another common Ravens injury. It happens a lot. But Zay Flowers looked amazing. I'll agree with that, too. I am absolutely, I'm absolutely punching the air right now that I don't have Zay Flowers on my fantasy team. Because he, he would be awesome. And he would be so much fun to root for, too. I, I will say. I got him in Dynasty. I, I already knew. I, I was almost picked the overachiever as the Lamar throw to Zay Flowers, that dart, you know, yeah. that he just absolutely zipped to him across the field or uh, in the middle of the field. I almost picked that specific play as the uh, overachiever of the week, but I, I didn't. specific I one? Didn't. Yeah. Mahomes <laughs> tried. I know Mahomes tried to play like that. I think it was the Sky Moore during the Jags game, but there were two defenders on him, and Sky Moore was just like in be- sandwiched between two of the defenders. And that's where he got his pick from. But that that dot to Zay Flowers is pretty good. I'll agree with that. So good pick. Good pick for overachiever. Thank you. I agree. Can't complain. I thought you were going to do Ravens, but I can't confirm he did. So <laughs> Yeah. No <laughs> surprises. Um, I guess I will go ahead and talk about my overachiever. Um, since Charles brought up a team, I'll go ahead and bring up a team too. Uh, my initial pick for an overachiever this week would have been Josh Allen. But I I mean, I'd be pretty confident and just say I'd go ahead and say the whole Bills team was an overachiever this week. Uh, they played so much better than how they did week one. Josh Allen actually looks like a pretty, like, pretty good quarterback. He had four turnovers, which is ridiculous to think about last week. And this current week, he didn't have any. So... He he said in the in the post game conferences that he will improve as a player. He actually showed up and he did what he said he was going to do. It, it was pretty awesome to see, and the whole team balled out with him, which is awesome. He is the complete anti Justin Herbert. He actually clutched up. I mean, it wasn't a close game. They won the game too, but he clutched up. Yeah, I mean, got back on track. I they blew the Raiders out, and they. Obviously, should have. They're a much better team than them. So, yeah, I I would say they probably did do better than I I thought. So that is a good pick with how they performed last week. So, oh, definitely, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I have to say. I mean you guys covered it pretty well. So, for me, for my overachiever, I'm gonna go with Falcons as my overachiever. Um. I think if you would have said, oh, the Falcons are going to be 2-0 and going into week three, I think we'd be like, maybe, probably not, but maybe. Um, but their one against the Packers was pretty good. I mean, everyone, like, once the Packers won last week, they're like, oh, my gosh, the Packers are back. They're going to win the division and everything. And then the Falcons come in. I mean, granted, it's at their home and stuff, but they played pretty well, shut Jordan Love down, even though Jordan Love did play pretty well. But they beat a quality team. You know, and so I think this really helps if you're a Falcons fan, like, okay, like we 
have something and yeah, Desmond Ritter doesn't have have to like win us the game because we have Bijan and Drake London and stuff like that. But it it definitely helps to have those guys. So for me, it was the Falcons. They played really well and it looks like a team that has an offense um, that can really put up some points. So I, I really like them. I'd say they're one of the, the most kind of complete teams. And when I say it and the, in that sense, it's like they really win as a team. They they have, you know, they're really gelled together and they really do get those gritty wins because of how much of a team they are. And I really I really like how they constructed the, the team. And obviously they've got a good run game and their defense is competitive, and so I really like what they're doing. I still worry about Desmond Ritter when they go up against, I would say, tougher competition because I know the Packers smoked the Bears. Look at the Bears now. I still I, – I wasn't too, too high on the Packers necessarily, but still it's impressive. I mean, to come back to, that's the thing. They were down 12, 13. I can't remember what they were down by. To come back and win, that's what was really impressive about it. So, yeah, I like what they're doing there in Atlanta. Definitely credit to Bijan Robinson. He was definitely the most hyped up pick for this year's draft, and he has performed above and beyond, I would say, especially as a running back, too. A rookie running back is unheard of doing so well as he's been doing so far this year. But he's, I mean, he's been an absolute stud for the first two weeks. Hopefully, he keeps it up because it's, it's pretty fun and electric to see. I, again, I just wish he was on my fantasy team. And he's not, so I'm a little mad about that. Trade for him. Do what for him? Trade for him. Oh, trade for him? Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. That would probably that would probably be tough to get a bargain for. I mean, he's yeah. probably, he's one of the most hyped up running backs this year, I think. And uh this is actually a transition along with big running backs they keep getting injured. I mean, Nick Chubb this week, he got a season injury season ending knee injury and he's probably I mean if you would have asked me before the season started I would have told you that Nick Chubb was probably one of the best running backs in the league so it's pretty terrible to see him go down and have his season end just like that but running backs yeah. are kind of becoming scarce now I didn't actually know he had a major injury in college and this was the same knee so that's really really bad as well but mm-hmm. I didn't know he got injured in college because I'd always known him as really durable because he's not missed much at all in his NFL career. And he is kind of someone at this point, because this was what, sixth year in the league? And he'd been pretty healthy and with running, and he'd still been, you know, one of the best too. You, you know, running backs fall off pretty quickly. So he's kind of one of those guys I almost was like, oh, he's, he's Superman type of guys. Like he's not going to get hurt. He's going to come in and get you what you need every week. And so to see that, really really does suck and there's I like I said I mean I know the Ravens are dealing with a ton of injuries so I've been seeing it firsthand there's been a lot of injuries it seems like these first two weeks and it it really does suck Mm -hmm. but that's just football and those things are going to happen every now and then you can't control that it's football plays you know they sign they know they're they're signed up for when they play this game and it it just sucks when that happens and everyone to see it but yeah I, I feel gutted because he's one of the, the most likable guys too. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, agreed. That uh that Superman role actually goes to McCaffrey. 49ers McCaffrey. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was gonna say 49ers McCaffrey. Yeah, before he'd been kind of this whole different story. Yeah, the the first those a uh, couple of years in Carolina, more of his a couple of his last years, he was had some big injuries and didn't really play. You're kind of wondering, I don't know. And then he played with Carolina at the beginning of last year, didn't get hurt, and then goes to San Fran, and he's been, you know, really good ever since then. So mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully yeah. that keeps up. Why? Why is that? I. Because he's on your fancy team. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that part, but I think I, I think that's that. what you were thinking, though. Yeah, I, I am. I'll just be honest. I'm the biggest McCaffrey fanboy. I've wanted him on my fantasy team. I know we keep bringing it up, but I've wanted him on my team for at least like three years because he always seems to ball out. I know he's had a few injury scares here and there, and he doesn't play every other week. But now he looks genuinely like healthy and good to play. You know. So I'm over the moon about him. But I won't I won't spill all the beans for this episode. That might have to be in the next episode. All right, sweet. We uh we wanna go into the last segment, which is a little surprise for you two. Yeah. Is it a quick segment? Well I, it, we can make it I think we we can do it quick if I if I cut it down a little bit. Cause we're we're probably running running pretty soon on time aren't we like 15 seconds soon 15 seconds we're already we're already at 45 yeah dang wow <laughs> shoot quick, well Charles. i mean we can if you want if you guys want to yeah. call it here we can it's up to I, you guys i'll uh, be down i want to hear about the you want to okay yeah. well you two unknowingly are now participants in a game show this is a game show that okay. everyone loves Okay. You guys are going to be playing. And I, I took this from the channel. I saw this. I pulled it up so I can give them credit. JM Baseball. I don't know if you guys have seen them before. But they did the MLB edition of this. They did Baseball Feud, a.k.a. Family oh, Feud. Oh, I have actually so seen I that. am going to have you guys play NFL Football Feud. Oh, you okay. two are the contestants. And we, we might just do two rounds because I was going to maybe look at four we're already pretty high on time, so I'll probably just cut down to two. And so one of you will go first round one. The other will go first round two. And so I have pulled a couple topics of questions and the top five answers, obviously. If you get answer number one, five points. Answer number two, four points, etc. You have three X's. So if you guess the wrong answer, that's an X. If you guess the right answer, you don't get an X. But once you get three X's, you are out. And whoever has the most points wins. And I saw them do this with MLB topics, and it was a really fun video, and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, I would like to do that on the podcast. So this is a little test to see see how it works. If we really like it, might have to throw it in for a longer session, maybe a whole episode. But yeah, you guys are gonna play NFL football feud. Now, sounds good. Since Sam won in fantasy this week, would you like to go first this round, Sam, or second round? Uh, it's a pick. Sure, I'll go first. This round? Okay. Yeah. We are going to go. So I had four brought up. Mm. I mean, if they're quick like that. I'm it just sure depends on how long you guys uh, take to guess. But I'll go with this one because this is a good one. Okay. So name the top five NFL player jersey, selling player jerseys from 2022. <laughs> so last year. Because okay. obviously we've only had a couple weeks. So I didn't want to do this here. So name the top five selling jerseys in the NFL from last year. Sam, 
you're on the clock. You have the first guess. Okay. Um, well, I think uh, at least three are no-brainers for that list. There's probably yeah. Jay Jettas. Wait, what? Well, you only get one guess. Oh, I only get one. Okay, Jay Jettas? Yeah, yeah you, sure. you give That's a guess, guess. Yeah. And okay. I'll be like, okay, this is it. And then it goes to Matt. Oh, oh, I my bad. I think I yeah, was yeah, yeah. Jeopardy instead of Family Feud. <laughs> okay, so Jettis. You so, yeah, Jettis okay. is my guess. Justin Jefferson is not on the board, so that is one extra really? Sam. No, he's oh, not. I am surprised by that. I thought it was a lock. All right, Matt. Go with Mahomes, boy. Mahomes, he is number three on the list, so you get three points for that. All right, that, let me get fair. that. Uh, let me get a, that marked down. The big guess. All right, Sam. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Come Sam, that is incorrect. He's gotta be, he is what? not on the board. How is neither receiver on the board? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to go with Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not on the board. Really? No. Wow. So, you guys still have one, two, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Sam, you're down to one more. If you get this wrong, you're, yeah, you're not. Matt can. Marty in hot water. Yeah, you got to get this. I mean, there's a lot of people like you guess for this. Uh, I'll just make it. I'll just keep it going, though. I'll guess Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is not on the board. I Sam with zero points. <laughs> Start round yeah, one. All right, so bad. Matt, you have two more wrong answers. See if you can okay. clean the board off. Um, Let's go Burrow. Joe Burrow. He is our number four answer. So that is two points for Matt, who's up to five now. Um, All right, it's another guess. Go Kelsey. Kelsey. He is not on the board. Okay. Two strikes for Matt. You have one more. I'm just thinking of like who like who I've seen like a lot of recently. Oh my goodness. So I yeah. got Mahomes Burrow. Yeah. I'm just thinking of like who else? Um Jeez, this is hard. Um, <laughs> you guys weren't prepared at all either. That's why I want to keep it a surprise. So. No, yeah. Good. Um, all right, 10 seconds. We can't uh, have you wait too long. 10. Okay, Rogers. Rogers, uh, that is incorrect. All right, so number five was CeeDee Lamb. Okay. Cowboys. Number two was Micah Parsons. Cowboys. And then number one was Josh Allen. Really? Wow. Yeah. From That's this was really from high. NFL. This from yeah. NFL's, you know, website from their per- sales. That's who their top five were. Jalen Hurts was on. This was from the top ten. I'm looking at Jalen Hurts was like seventh, I think. No, he was eight. Tom Brady was ten. Dang. So and Justin Jefferson was seventh, also. Oh, so yeah. Wow. All right. Next topic. You guys thinking all four? Then you guys like this? Yeah. No. I, all right. That's a good idea. I like this. We're gonna go with. Okay, we're going to go with a little bit of a different one. All right, so this is the PFF-graded top players of the 2010 decades, but non-quarterback edition. Whoa. No quarterbacks. So, Matt, 2010 top players from the 2010s decade graded by PFF. This is where I'm getting this from. Okay, um, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. He is not on the board. That is incorrect. 
Is this like top five or top ten? Yeah, this is like the top five uh, non-quarterback graded players from the decade. Okay. From the All right. 2010s decade? Yep. This was posted in 2020, so. Okay. But I want to do something recent so that you'd have more of an idea. I didn't want to do like all time. Oh, Okay. I'm gonna take a little. Well, it got posted here. in 2020 from the 2010s decade, though. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. Gronk is our number three answer. Nice. He's number five overall. So nice. yes. Okay. Gronk is our number three answer. So that's three points for Sam. Big He's... big guess there. Yeah. All right, I Matt. Totally know um, Antonio Brown. That is incorrect. He is not on the board. Surprise. Two strikes yeah. for Matt. <laughs> um, well, it, it's definitely hard to think of a second person. Uh, top performers in the 2010s, man. Mm, this, uh, this might be a stretch too, but I don't know. I have Patriots on my mind. Uh, so Julian Edelman? Is he on the list? No, he's not on the list. Uh, that was so bad. You even have to check. Yeah, I know he's not. No, yeah, oh. no, he's not there. Okay. All right, Matt, you have one more. Um, come on, clutch up. JJ Watt. He's close, but he's not in the top five. Uh, I think he was sixth or seventh, if I remember uh, right. So uh, Matt is officially out of guesses. So Sam, you have two more strikes. You can make some some ground up here. Well. Uh, non QB too. That's tough. Well, it's a little too easy. You can name a couple of the QBs pretty easily. So yeah, that's true though. Yeah, that's why I did non test your guys' football knowledge. Knowledge. All right, um, Sam. He got. Well, he only played for a a few years. Like he only played really good for a few years. So hopefully that doesn't hurt his grade. I probably will, but I'm going to say OBJ. Mm, he is not on the board. Oh, no. Shoot. Um, One more. Uh, come on, Sam. Think of those, those are kind of meatball guesses. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what? They're, called, they're meatball guesses. Yeah, especially gonna, Julian Edelman. <laughs> okay. After Sam's guess, I'm going to do one more because I think about I, I want to say this guy, but I didn't want to. Anyway, so you go, Sam. Okay, um, I'll say my last guess. Gosh, I don't know. Le'Veon Bell? That is incorrect. I was going to go with Adrian Peterson. He's also not on the board. Wow. Really? No. All right, so number five. So this is just PFF, by the way, so this is their grading. Number five, Julio Jones. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Number four, Vaughn Miller. You obviously got Gronk at three. Number two, Richard Sherman. And number one, Aaron Donald. Oh, wow. Aaron Donald played like one season in the 2010s, right? No, he played. He was like drafted in 2014. Yeah. I couldn't have been more wrong than that. All right. Definitely backtrack. All right. Next one. Top five. So this is according to theathletic.com. Top five NFL stadiums. Ooh. Sam, you okay. have first guess. This is interesting. Um, oh, and this was updated from stadium. this year. So this is from this year. So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. 
Top five in what though? This is just top five yes. that like they rank overall. the athletic rank, just overall best okay. stadium. Okay. Yep. Okay. I think Arrowhead is up there. They took like uh, I think Google ratings too, and just other stuff, but they just made their own list. You say Arrowhead, Sam? I'm not biased or anything, but I'm going to say Arrowhead. Well, Sam, that is incorrect. <laughs> no. I'm going to go with Lambo. Lambo. Okay, that's a good guess. Lambo is our number three answer. That is three points for Matt. <laughs> All right, uh, Sam. My gosh. Mm. That takes a second to think about. I already got like a couple on my head right now that I really hope you don't take. Really? So, oh, um, Matt could Matt could run away this round. Yeah, he, he might he might run away. Better block him, Sam. Lambo definitely would have been one of my top picks too. Um, Come on, was, Sam. Was this posted like this year? Yeah, from August twenty first, twenty twenty three. Okay. Oh God. Come on, Sam. I have a feeling this is also going to be wrong, but I'll, I'm going to guess SoFi. SoFi Stadium. Yes. So number two answer. That's a oh! big. That's a big one for Sam. That's a dub. Yeah, that's a big one. Nice. That's the I'm first time go you've gotten AT- top two. I'm gonna go AT and T Cowboy Stadium. Ooh. Ooh. And you've been there too, so you and I've been there actually as well. That's yes, our sir. number four nope. answer. You guys are doing really good with okay. this board right now. There's some, there's some personal bias in that one. I might have to review that last call. <laughs> so you're missing number five and number one. Okay. Shoot, who would number one be then? If it's not, I, one. I think I know, but if it's not SoFi or Lambo, I got a couple. That's tough, man. Are uh, we gonna clear the board? What? Oh, so, can I can I let Matt guess first? No, no. Okay, no. not allowed. Do you yeah. really want him to guess first either? Anyways, you, if he gets it, then yeah, there's no that's bad strat. That's true. <laughs> no, um, that's not allowed. You have to guess. It's just it, it's only because I have like no thought coming into this, and I think Matt has all the answers already. You're on time. You've been oh, taking gosh. too long. Okay, I'm gonna say Heinz Field. That is incorrect. Sam is at two strikes. Uh, go with Lumen Field, so the Seahawks won. Oh, gosh. That is our number five answer. So extra point for Matt, who still does not have a strike. So if Sam gets this wrong, you have three cracks at number one. Dang. The okay. Sam. So Sam, so, you could clutch up and get this and be ahead of Matt. If you get this right, you're ahead of him after this round. Come on, Sam. Think. I'm not going to get this. Just, just I'm not think. Get this. Uh, um. Mm, there's like three different stadiums I could guess, but I don't think any of them are number one. Hey, I will allow if you want. I don't know if Matt's doing it or not, but I will. Are you looking at stadiums, Matt? No. Yeah, okay. 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 Then. No, 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 no. This is all like I have like. I have to my well, you're on your on your phone. I wasn't sure if you're like looking through them. Just want to oh, make no, sure. I've been on my time. No, I already have a guess for my next one. I could do right, it right now. All right, but... Sam. I'm just gonna go. You have ten seconds. Can I have a hint? No. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Come on, Sam. Just guess. Don't cloud on me for this. U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings. Yes. Just tell me I'm wrong. Why are you laughing, Matt? Just tell me I'm wrong. That's the number one answer. 
Is that really? Yeah, it's actually number one. What? Yeah, U.S. Bank Stadium. What? That's the number one answer? Yeah, let me see if I can focus. I don't know if you can see I that. But... Oh, no, no, I can't see the top part. I can yeah. see the text. Oh, number my one is U.S. Bank Stadium. No yeah, way. Was that one of your guesses? How is that number uh, one? That's my crazy. next one's going to go Mercedes-Benz. Sam, you have the lead now. And we I... cleared the board. So good job, oh, you guys. Wow. You guys know your stadiums. I Yeah, I mean, man, I did good on that. But how does that beat? Well, when... this is what this says on here. This wasn't even close. Half of the voters placed it number one in their rankings. It also topped our list three years ago. Although it's an indoor venue, half of the roof is transparent and the wall behind the end zone facing downtown Minneapolis is glass, allowing in a considerable amount of natural light. So that's cool. Yeah, Sam. It makes me want to visit it then. You literally just took the lead of going into our last topic. Oh. All right. Well, last topic. And Matt does have first guess. So this is important. I just want to say I had no strikes. I just got the three <laughs> like lowest ones. So I, Sam got the two highest with two strikes. That's crazy. Up. Let's go. All right. Now, this is from ranker.com. So I think people go on and vote for these. So this is random polls. And this is from, I'm trying to see if I can find the date. This is from 2022. I couldn't find one for 2023. I tried my best, but this is from 2022. The top five best NFL commentators. Oh. Number so one is 2022. I don't think there's much shift from this year to, or from this year to from last year. So I think it's okay still, but yeah. Top five okay. commentators. Matt, uh, first guess. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Number four answer. Good start. Matt has retaken the lead. 13 to 12, if you want to know the score. Like to All right. It. Yeah. Sam. Joe Buck. Joe Buck. Joe Buck is not on the list. What? A lot I'm of people don't with... like Joe Buck, man. That I, I mean uh, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman is not on the list. Wow. Ooh. One strike for each Just of you. Just like that, we both have a strike. Okay. Yeah. What about Jim Nance? Jim Nance. Oh, yeah. He, he's our number two answer. Holy freak, dude. Oh, yes, no. <laughs> who's number one? I just want to know who's number one then. See if you can guess it. Well, All right, Matt. I gotta guess, though. With a strike. Oh, my gosh. Who? I don't know the, the names, dude. Oh, my gosh. Oh no! I have to think about it too. For the names, that's because Jim Nance is the one who's with Troy Aikman, or not with Troy, but with uh, Tony Romo right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Aikman and Buck do theirs. Um, bro, what are the? Uh, what By the way, just the uh, just the. To... You guys know Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are 15th and 16th, so the voters on this page really don't like them. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Anyways, wow. anyways continue, crazy. continue. Matt, you got 10 seconds. Oh, Chris Collinsworth. This oh. one hurt me. He's not up there either. Are you I would have guessed I would have guessed him too. Ugh, you like what? Chris Collinsworth? I yes, Chris. A lot of people don't. I love Chris Collinsworth, yeah, man. No, I'm, not, I'm not a fan either. All right. Sam, back to you. Okay. If you get I'm, the number one answer, you win. That is true. I'm going to go Sam. my personal favorite. I'm going to go Kevin Burkhart. 
Good guess. I think he was like right outside. I'm pretty sure he was sixth. So that is oh incorrect. Gosh. All right, Matt. No. Down to his last strike. If he gets number three, number one, or number one, or obviously number five, he could stay alive. So you have to get one of those. That's crazy. Stay alive. It's going to be then. Matt's in his deep, dark thinking cave. Is, is this like all time or current? This is current. Um, These are all current. Announces. They're all current. Yes, they are. Should I know the number one? Like, should I know top five? Like, should I know them? You're gonna know the name. You'll know the names. That's all I'll say. Because, like, you know, they're an NFL current NFL announcer, so you're gonna know their names. Yeah. All right. Ten seconds. Will Matt clutch up? Stay alive. Let's go with Swagoo or Swagoo or whoever it is. The one who has like the two minute, like the, what's his name? The one who is like the NFL in 10 minutes. And it's like, here for the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? What's his name? Damn, do you know? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking <laughs> no, about. He just a two minute. Hold on. I'm just going to look. I'm going to look and say. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I can look it up for you real quick. Yeah. It's like the, the two minute, like NFL countdown, you know? Okay. I just typed in exactly what you said. Chris Berman? Yeah, Chris Berman. That is incorrect. Oh, okay. Sam has officially won. What? I might get let Matt have an extra bonus no. guess. No. No? I've more right than you, Sam. You might have. But <laughs> okay. I, Sam. Let me just say. What do you mean? Say, what do you mean you might have? I think I, have. I think I have a pretty good lock. Well, I'll just say I think I'm a pretty good lock for who would be the number one announcer. Okay, who is it? You have two uh, more guesses. If you give me the stage, Al Michaels. He's a number three, actually. So oh. Three more points for Sam. Okay. All right. Now, are you willing to give Matt a chance to tie if he gets the number one and number five correct? In one go, bro, he has to name bro, number one and five in one go. I have like no more guesses. Like I literally don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like yeah, can I just make the Manning cast? Can I say Peyton and Eli? Dude, like, Peyton is like number ten on there. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> I mean, serious. I'm saying like, but, like, I don't know. All right, well, Sam, you can just run your score up if you get these. So you have two okay. more guesses still. Well, I don't really know. I was hoping Al Michaels was number one. I mean, it's cool he's number three, but um. Yeah, we've we've already said about all people that I know of, like by name. Uh, I mean, I can say one for the memes. I know Charles and I love him. Gus Johnson. No, he's not on there. I would. I would honestly would have shame. been shocked. Yeah, that's a shame, man. Last he one, last guess. Oh, okay. I will say, uh, is this uh, Sam already won? So, yeah, just go ahead, know. just guess him. There is one we totally there is one we totally forgot though. Um, I'll let Matt say who he had. You just got forfeit. I was just looking at like and you know what's funny when you put in NFL commentators, it's literally like half the people that we said, Sam. Like literally like all of them. Mm -hmm. Um who is it? Mike Rico. Mike Trico's number five. Yeah, I think that's oh, that's like because I was thinking about okay, like in my mind I can hear their voice. I just had no idea like 
like if I could do like the voice impressions, I would do them for you. If you, you could, know? if you could, if you would tell me what he I was like on, like what you know, if he's on NBC Sunday Night Football, I would give it to you. But yeah, no, I was thinking because like because I told like so Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, they're usually Monday night. That's usually or or the afternoon games. That's usually what they do. Yeah, and then you have Chris Collinsworth and Aikman. They're CBS. Like Joe, uh, yeah, they're CBS. Like Jim Nance, Jim Nance and and Romo are CBS. And they always do like the AFC Championship game. I know that it's always on CBS. Um, and then Sunday Night Football, you have Tariko, and then uh, who else do you have? Collinsworth. It's Collinsworth. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I guess he's an NFL commentator because he's on Amazon now. But I would say Kirk Herbstreet. But I know he's more college, or mm-hmm. like Chris Fowler. But he's also college, I think, too. Even though they do that, the prime. So mm-hmm. the number one answer. This guy is, I would say, also a figure, an announcement for March Madness. Hmm. I don't know. It's not, not Dickie V. <laughs> I mean, no. if, it's not, if it's not Jim Nance. Is it, is it Brent Musburger or Mus? No. This guy is is really good at commentating. He's great. He's great in March Madness. He had the Furman Virginia game. That's Jim Nance, right? No, that's not Jim Nance. I don't think Matt and I are going to. He threw it away. He threw it away. Oh, Kevin Harlan? Kevin Harlan is number one. Yes. Kevin Harlan is awesome. He's really, I do like Kevin Harlan a lot. He's great. Oh, oh, Mike Green, right? He's the one who goes, bang. That's Mike Green, yeah. That's Mike Green, yeah. Yeah. Mike Green, yeah. No, Kevin Harlan's number one on this for NFL because he does do it for CBS. He normally does like the 425 games. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. That was NFL football feud. Sam taking the dub. It looked like Matt was going to run away with it. And you clutched up in the stadiums. You really did. So I don't know how. It was like the two. Sam is owning Matt right now. Fantasy and now this. Dang. Yeah. There I is mean, no since it was impromptu, no punishment or anything. I didn't. Set I mean, that, to so. be fair, to be fair, I did get more right than Sam, but <laughs> hey, his yeah. or hey more. Sam, you know what your response is? A Quality win is a win. No, a win is a win. I I know. I just wanted to say <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, so we might have to do like a more, more like rounds of so we can potentially yeah. do this in the future because it it was really fun. I, I liked seeing you guys guess. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I enjoyed yeah. that. So, yeah. Thanks, Charles. You're welcome. We obviously went over, but I think it was worth it because that was a fun segment. We did go over, but it was worth it. Um, but as the loser, I can wrap this up since I lost. Um, Agreed. It's only fair. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I know it's going to be a, a little bit longer than what we usually do, but hopefully it was pretty fun. Um I guess Sam just has really good guessing skills because you could tell he had no idea what the freak he was saying for the stadium. <laughs> I can't believe he got that, but you know, hey, hats off to you, Sam. Good job. Um, Thank you. The announcers were pretty good. Like I said, like I had a couple. Thought I had some couple good ones, um, but I mean, even as Charles said, like there's some things that I like that he doesn't like. I love the Manning cast, and he does not. Right. So there's just a little difference there, you know. So it's kind of hard to, you know. Do that kind of stuff. But we appreciate you all for all the support that we get for you guys that listen to it on our 
streaming services such as like Apple and Spotify, Google, Amazon podcasts, all that stuff. And for those of you who also watch on YouTube, we appreciate it. Um, hopefully everyone has a great rest of their week and hopefully this podcast finds you all well and can't wait to talk with you guys um, on our next episode, which will be, I believe we record Sunday, upload Monday. So can't wait for that. And remember, a win is a win. Peace. That's right. Peace out. Hey.